Hello. So, welcome to our fifth podcast. Uh, you're with Buggy Wright today. I've been nominated to uh, open the podcast today. Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening in. Thank you for sharing your comments, uh, for liking us. Um, hopefully, we're putting a smile on your face and, you know, taking your minds off COVID, <laughs> which was the aim. So today we're looking to talk about um, judgments and criticisms that we face as mums and uh, <clears throat> how we deal with that, you know, how it affects us emotionally, physically maybe, um, how we cheer ourselves back up again, um, you know, so we're going to kind of talk about our experiences and obviously as you know, uh, there's three of us and we've all got little ones at different ages so you know hopefully we can share some of our experiences in regards to that okay so we have uh monica here with us and we have sonam here with us as well say hi guys hey there we go so that's that's the gang okay so i think we'll start off with uh sonam to talk about it first because she's uh probably <laughs> more in the uh <laughs> I'm in the zone. Highlight of it. I'm in the zone. Yeah. So I'm going to crack this over to her to share her experiences of facing criticisms and judgments as a newbie mum. Do you know what? I, I think I have the worst of it all is is this, is the silent judgments. It's, it's the looks you get. Like, you know, because obviously my, I've, I've got a three-year-old and an eight-month-year-old, as everyone knows now. And they can be a handful. And I get moments where, like, I think the one I get the most is when uh, my three-year-old, Brennan when he loves to throw a tantrum over the smallest, minus, minorest, is that a word, little detail, <laughs> Um, like prime example, like he does. Oh no, the I give you one from the other day. He did not want to put his socks on. No, he couldn't put his socks on, so he got frustrated, and he flung his socks, God knows where, and threw a massive tantrum. So I was, <laughs> I was in the bathroom at the time. <laughs> so I said to him. <laughs> I actually said to him, I said, you put, you try to put your socks on. Mummy just needs to go and pop, you know, go pop in for a quick wee and I'll come back out and, you know, we can go downstairs. And the tantrum in that time when I've popped to Lou and he's trying to get his <laughs> socks on and he can't. And it was just like all hell just broke loose. And everyone's just like looking. It's that silent. Well, I don't. I don't even know if in in if they mean it in that way or whatever. But you feel it as a, as a mum that you know you always think someone's judging you because it's not going perfectly. Like, so, how dare you take a wee 
you know, on your own time. <laughs> yes. Why, Why did you not take sweat. your child with you? Should we sort any socks out? <laughs> well, no, it was only just uh, me and him there. But then obviously the fact that, you know, we had come down a little bit late and, you know, dad was a little bit worried. He's like, oh, you guys came down a little bit late. And then he's in the mood. And then you just think, oh, no, everyone's automatically going to think, like, you know, I've beaten my child or something or the other, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's the overthinking mm. that you, you do. Like, no one could ever say anything or do anything to you. But I think you as a mum, you think that you're always in the wrong or you've not done it right or, you know, something or the other. So you feel that silent judgment. I think mm-hmm. that's that part I don't think not a lot of people talk about. So I, I think Asian I, people as well have, have like mastered the stare as well, isn't it? Something yeah. that we've all inherited. It's like there's the look. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We speak through our looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I get this one a lot. Like when, when I'm at the moment I'm weaning my eight month year old as well. And it's it's the the feeding where she's obviously teething not wanting to eat and I feel this humongous pressure the the fact that you know like you know I'm I'm the mum obviously I need to nurture her and all this kind of stuff and when this child is not eating it's just like there's something wrong like you feel like there's something wrong with you and when you're not getting it right you're just like you feel like you're going to be judged there might not even be anyone in the room, but you feel like you're going to be judged by someone or the other if you turn around and say, oh, do you know what? I've just given my child some crisps because I just couldn't be asked in the end because she just didn't <laughs> down well eat anything. No. <laughs> but, <you know>. Yeah, <laughs> so, yep, yep. Good old what's it and, and skips. Yeah, <laughs> just spit them a packet of crisps. Say, do you know what? Here you go, kid. If you don't have anything else, you have that. <laughs> do you know what? I, I am very tempted, but I've I've actually been good and tried to give the baby versions. So I'm trying to stretch that out for as long as possible. And then I'm going to bring in the what's it's and the quavers. And... <laughs> if all hell breaks loose. I'm telling you, this girl's testing me, you know. I tell you, yeah. she is testing me. But yeah, I, the the silent judgments, I think, in our heads as well. It might not even be necessarily from anybody. I think sometimes it's it's our judgment in ourselves and being hard on ourselves. You know, especially during this. I'm saying this now because obviously we've been in lockdown and we're, we've been by by ourselves, stuck with our children. So I think. A lot of people are going to be feeling this silent judgment on themselves. Mm. Like the pressure yeah. is on, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Joys. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mon? Have you like ever experienced anything with the kids? Obviously, that might have been a while ago, but even more recently, I don't know where you've had to face any well, kind of criticism or judgments. Yeah. Do you know what? To be fair. I think there's always criticism out there and there's always and everyone's quite quick to judge you. I think it's how thick skinned you are about it. I think now my kids are about 10 and 11 and I've got to a point where I'm like, sorry, you got something to say? Yeah, bring it on, love. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I've kind of got that kind of attitude now. Um, Whereas in I think there was a time where, you know, it sometimes gets you so bad, yeah, that 
you know, you could even have a moment to yourself. Sometimes you're just like, I think, I feel like my kids have tested me in so many ways. Um, this could be from, you know, when my daughter was, uh, I don't know, two, three, and she was going to the nursery for the first time. And, you know, she, the tantrums she would throw when she had to go into nursery. And she would scream the place down. And my, my kids were quite um, physically strong from a very, very young age. And they were quite well built. Um, so they were quite strong and quite loud from an early start. Um, so, you know, sometimes they'll be going in for an hour. But my daughter, and I don't recall this with my son at all, actually. But having said that, he had his fair share. Um, but my daughter, she was like, honestly, the minute you want to take her into nursery, walk to the nursery absolutely fine all joys <laughs> get there oh my god like I've god knows what I've done to her you know and she was scream the place down and she'd like you know and you'd think there and you think oh my god am I really doing the right thing here like you know taking her in I mean surely it's got to be good for her and the teachers mm. always like don't worry we'll take care of her and you know so the first couple of days like weeks even um I think I sat in the reception area and I and I and I even sobbed because like all I could hear was like, "Mummy, don't leave me! Mummy, don't oh leave God, anything!" Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Emotional springs. Mm -hmm. And you think, "Oh my God, am I really doing the right thing here?" And then obviously first, and then I was like, and then you can see it, you can hear it like phasing out. And I and I used to say to the teachers, "Like, is she okay? Like, is she all right in there?" It's like, "Absolutely fine. She's absolutely fine. Don't worry." And then it got to a point, obviously, she settled in fine. Um, and But, you know, it's like people would look at you like, seriously, what have you done to your child? Like bringing them in in this state. And it's like, dude, she just happened like 30 seconds ago. Like from the car to this it door. Me. It wasn't me. <laughs> it's something in here. You know, they think that, you know, you've been battering your child, you've dragged her through the bushes and, you know, God knows what you've done to this child, but you've done nothing. You, all you've told them is like, have a good day, child. You know, enjoy oh. nursery. And that's it. They're waterworks stuff. And they, and they really do. And, and then there's been times where, you know, I go back to the car and I sit there and I think, you want to sob, to be fair. You just want to sob oh, so yeah. hard. You know, yeah, I've cried the, at the nursery as well once. Yeah. I mean, I think the kids don't actually understand how, how tough it is as a parent. And especially if it's like, the first couple of times you're doing this, like I didn't have the same problem with my son. So when it was with my daughter, it was a completely new thing for me. I was like, dude, what am I doing wrong? You know? Um, so people would look at you and you think, damn, why is my child doing this? Why is your child not doing this? You know? <laughs> like, what am I doing? What am I getting wrong here? Like, seriously. Their kids um, are going and skipping and happy. Exactly. And you're dragging well, the your worst <laughs> Well, exactly. The worst thing was, is like the child, my child's only got to go in for an hour and they come back out. It's like, mommy, I did this picture. It was like, well, oh, what was yeah. that tantrum ago about? Like, seriously, what was that about? You know, and it just like plays on you. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, you'd go to sleep and you think, and then you actually have to try and think of a way to like sort of dodge this scenario every morning, you know, but uh yeah you do you do get you're kind of hard on yourself trying to making sure that it's done properly for for your child and for yourself but at the same time you know I think now to be fair when I see 
you know, I mean, I think, Boogie, I, I know that, you know, you've probably experienced it a few times as well. Just, just probably one too many more than I have. <laughs> and I've said to you, like, it gets better. And, and it does, doesn't it? It eventually does. But I think when you're in it, it is just so hard. And, and to be fair, the kind of attitude I now have to other new, new parents is that, do you know what? Hang in there. It does get better. Yeah. They sometimes do look at you like you're chatting shit, mate. What are you on about? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm no, totally thinking that right now. <laughs> yeah, but it does. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm on. It's just <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you asked Boogie. Like, but you're you're in it as well, aren't you? Yeah, I, I think I'm coming out of it now. Thankfully, <laughs> I, I think okay. I think there's like probably three instances. Like when I think about judgments, there's three instances that come to mind. Like, and th- there's been loads, but I'm talking about this three particular instances so the first one is when so the, the, the earliest memory I have is so you know Goovy's um little man he's just born and uh, so I so I struggled to get him to latch on to me for breastfeeding right so obviously you try you try you oh, try that's a big one and you know so so I went I went probably about two or three days trying to get him to latch on right so obviously you can imagine he's getting hungry there's a lot of screaming there's a lot of crying and so you do a lot of these things where you know you're trying to express and then feed it or you're trying to get those horrible plastic attachments to put onto you so they can try and latch onto that you know it's like all these kind of (laughs) oh man I can tell you it's the most uncomfortable thing ever right so anyway get through all of that so just imagine you're like you know you're a new mom you know you've got all these weird feelings happening your hormones are all out of kill your child's not atta- like latching onto you which is supposed to be the most natural thing that happens right anyway so all of that jazz happens and then in the end you then need to have a conversation you know with partner or family or whoever and say right I need to like get him to have something because he's really hungry now so you know you, you ultimately you end up going towards formula right? don't you like any normal person in theory and actually, you know, you get a you get a lot of silent stares and silent a, a, a silent sort of treatment because you're supposed to be doing the natural mothery thing by you know getting him to latch on, but actually now you're going towards formula. And also, you get a lot of questions like I don't know if any of you guys experience this, but any time when I went out with a little man, you know, just to programs or anything like that. People just ask, so, you know, are you breastfeeding or is he on formula? And it's like, I just think it's a really weird question. Like, why are you even asking? Why does it matter? Who yeah. are you to ask me whether I'm breastfeeding my child? Why is this any of your business? <laughs> yeah, like, why seriously? are you even asking me? Like, seriously, what are you going to do, check? Like, seriously, what, what is, what, what, what is, why are you asking me? I just think it's a really mm. personal thing. Personally, I think it's a really personal thing. I don't ask, I've ne- I don't think I've ever asked anybody such a personal question because I just think it doesn't matter as long as your child is getting nourishment and you're doing the best that you can whether it's through formula or through expressing or you know attachment whatever I don't I think it's really a personal thing and it should just be between you your husband your child whatever but you know people quite openly you know will ask outright and then if you say formula especially when you're in that window where you're supposed to be breastfeeding whatever that window is I don't know some people it's two three months some people thought it's one year I've read some people even have kids latched onto him for three years. I don't know what that was all about, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, like you know, so so. But if you not say judging. formula, they 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 get really critical about it. They're like, oh, but you know, did you not try to breastfeed? Well, of course I tried. <laughs> like, and it just <laughs> how do you reckon I get it? <laughs> yeah, but it, it can get really get really judgy about it, and you're like, 
you just need to piss off <laughs> so yeah you come back feeling guilt like you know like, oh maybe, maybe i should try again or but you know once a child's on formula they're gonna go back to that to, to breast they're like piss off i'm quite happy with the formula <laughs> there's no way the child's coming back but so you know I, I did get a lot of weird conversations and criticisms in the beginning because govy went on to formula pretty early um so that, so that was that was the earliest judgment I kind of faced you know and I think that went on for for a little bit of time and then you know the other thing that's really annoying about that is that you know people think because you're you know you're feeding your child on formula that they can then take the child away and then feed them because you're not giving them breast milk anyway so they can sit there with the child but I still think it's quite a it's a, it's, it's a mothery thing especially in the beginning because you're so attached mm-hmm. from carrying the baby that you want to hold the baby and you want to feed it because you feel it's like you're it's your thing to do with the baby and the, when people say to you Oh, but you're not breastfeeding anyway, so just give me the baby and I'll feed them the milk. And I'm like, well, but no, because if I was breastfeeding, you wouldn't be able to do that. So you're, like, I feel like, again, you're kind of, it's, a, it's been quite judgmental there. Personal thing anyway. Mm. It's quite a personal topic to me. Second mm. thing, I think, is haircuts. Oh, no, my goodness. Don't. Me. Okay, so Doesn't anyone who's taken a child to a hairdresser at any point <laughs> between the zero and the five-year-old gap would have experienced this. By short, if there's a child out there who's gone in nicely and sat down nicely and got their hair cut, please, please, please share your story because I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I was literally <laughs> yeah, dragging my us. child, yeah, like dragging my child into the car, dragging him out of the car, dragging him off the floor, into the hairdressers, sitting down with him, legs squished between my legs so I could keep control of him, literally wrapping my arms around him and telling the hairdresser to just cut his hair really, really quickly whilst he screamed the place down with hair going in his mouth, hair going all over his clothes, hair going on to me. I think that happened about six times. And in the end, um, I resulted to learning how to cut his hair myself. And yeah, for the first three, four years of you know, you see his photos. He's got some pretty bad haircuts. <laughs> but you know you what? You couldn't handle the stress the <laughs> because a lot of the a lot of the hairdressers used to get really judgy about it. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, well, you know, if you walk out now while he's crying, he's just going to think he can keep on doing it." But you have no idea how stressful this is for me right now. Like trying to get him here in the first place, mm. he's crying and he's the tears, and I can't even get him in the chair. You know, as they get bigger, they get stronger as well. So it's quite hard to control them. So, you know, mm. I did get a lot, especially with people walking past, and you just think, why is this woman taking her child to the hairdressers if she clearly doesn't want to be there? You know, people really look at you and stare at you like you're some crazy mother for getting your child's haircut. But for goodness sake. It's like, I just wanted to look civil, please. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, you know. he's getting hot, he's getting sweaty, it's horrible. I need to get his haircut. Yeah. So, I, I actually, that, yeah. to be fair, I think Harmit used to do that as well, and Harmit was quite difficult, my son. Um, and I remember, I think there's a difference, though, having said that, um, I took him to a female hairdresser and, you know, they tried to pamper him and faff around a lot. And as lovely as it is nice for women to have the hair done and everything else, it's not quite the same concept with a very irritable child. Mm. And they were trying mm. to calm him down and everything. And the more they gave him time and thingy, the, the more he was playing up on it. In the end, he was physically sick. Oh, on the no. whole shop floor. Oh, no. And oh, like vomit and luckily everything. Luckily for me, yeah, oh, full no. blown. The work, do you, you know, oh, all over the hair road, and over vomit. Me, oh, no. Over, 
all over the floor, <laughs> on the chair. It was vile. And, you know, and I was like, I mean, the cut would have cost me a fiver, I reckon, but I ended up spending like 25 quid or something because I felt so bad, like, you know, you for the mess her. that we made. <laughs> I got a tip it's a fiver for the haircut and it's 20 quid for the cleaning <laughs> it's 20 quid for the cleaning for the patient. you know <laughs> and the patients but I was in there for about over an hour but then having said that then I used to take him to this guy where you know they didn't speak very much English they would just did the quick cuts and I was like look I will sit I will hold you be quick with the haircut like literally less than five minutes if you can and then my guy was like okay no problem you know, and then, do you know what? I know he used to be, like, crying, throwing the tantrum, the works, yeah. And and sadly, I never um, went for the, the route of learning to cut his hair. Because I, I don't know why. It would have sounded like a better idea, actually, at this point now. But um, still kept him cutting, going out to get his head. And he did do it the best part of the first five years of his life. And, you know, and it used to happen, what, every two three months I mean I tried to stretch out these haircuts as far as I could and the guy go, was like oh do you want it shorter and I was like dude make it as <laughs> short as possible can, <laughs> I'm not coming here again for the next three months I don't really thing. want to come back anytime soon you know <laughs> but you know I think the more we went it got, did get better over time but again like yourself I was I was holding him I was constraining him you know and people would like in the in the shop would sort of look at you like seriously what are you doing like you know and I was just like dude it's either this way or no way and it has to get done mm-hmm. <laughs> there was just no other way it was it was hard uh, and I totally get what you're saying on on, on that side sort of biggie but sort of you don't experience that with Burnaby though do you yeah I do oh does he put up a fight mm-hmm. oh he puts up a fight to be honest it in the beginning, I started off cutting his hair myself because he was only little and I thought, only a few odd hairs there and there, I'll just do it myself. So I did do the first few haircuts, I think up until it was maybe one and a half or something like that. And then after that, he started to get, you know, when they're obviously fidgeting and moving more and they just refuse and stuff like that. And then I thought, oh, do you know what, it might be quicker for him to go get it done somewhere. So round here, uh, of we only, well, I think there's one like nearby where we take, to be honest, I take my husband with me because I can't deal with the constraints because Burnaby was way too strong and I used to get like, you know, like after a workout where your arms and legs and everything ache <laughs> on the next day. Yeah, I tried that. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to go through that again. I thought I ain't, I can't be aching like this and then still looking after kids. Like you know, so I, I knocked that on the head. So now Cam does it all. <laughs> I don't, I don't do the restraints. But he still screams. He still throws a tantrum. You know, I have to sit there and try and angle the phone and try and distract him. I'm the distractor and try and keep him calm. Um, throughout the whole process, which doesn't do anything, so I'm just practically useless there. <laughs> um, but yeah, every, every, but to be honest, so I think it depends. When you go to a, a male salon, they, I don't think they're too bothered. They just like get on with it, and that's yeah. it. Well, the one that in, in our, our one anyway, <clears throat> they they're all alright in there. They're just like, yeah, we've done this many times before. Just sit him down. And that's it. I said, listen, don't worry about his clothes. Don't worry about anything. Just cut it fast. 
and that's it that's what they do and I'm in and out of there like you know about five ten minutes of screaming and all that malarkey feels like forever but done in five ten minutes and that's it we're out of there yeah I think ever since I've taken as quickly as possible yeah I think ever since I've taken the little one to um, a male salon I think from I'd say best part of the last two years um Honestly, like, because the guy's so good in there. He's so quick and he's a slightly younger lad. So, you know, I think he feels like he can have a chat with him and it's all a bit cool and stuff. And then he gels up his hair and he puts all this spray and stuff. And I'm telling you that a good boy's got more hair products in his hair than, than I do. And he loves it now. He absolutely mm-hmm. enjoys it. But, you know, you think, God, this is the same kid who I used to have to drag in and apologise to a good, you know, 10 people along the way, you know, for, Sometimes it makes a difference who you. Who yeah, I think it does. I think I think yeah. taking boys, especially to to male salons, I think it really does make a difference. Because I, I think one, what you said about taking to female salons is they 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 overly pamper, and then I think sometimes it just instigates it even more. Um, yeah. But I mean, aside from the haircut thing, I think the other thing that you know I've faced a lot as well was in supermarkets. Like, there's been times where, you know, like the little ones probably throwing a tantrum <laughs> about having a toy. Or a chocolate, or something, and a stretchy superhero, or something silly like that. And I've been like, no, you're not getting it because you're misbehaving, or whatever reason. And then you're literally walking around the whole supermarket, you know, with the tears, the tantrum, and everything else. And you do, you you get people just look at you and watch you, or you know, somebody might even have the courage to say something to you. And then you're just like, you know what? It's too much. And, and there has been times, I'm not going to lie, that I've left my trolley of shopping where it is because I just can't take it anymore. The thought of actually having to line up and pay and trying to pack my shopping, having him crying and throwing a tantrum is too much. So I've actually just left the trolley there and I've walked out with him and put him in the car and I've just gone home. And I've just sometimes even just cried at home because it's been so emotional and it's been so, it's been so much to deal with. And yet we've probably only been in the supermarket about half an hour. But there were times where, because the tantrum would get so loud and so um, vocal and, you know, it would just, it would just feel too much. And, you know, they, like they, you know, people, people do come up to you and this is where I find it's a bit cheeky where people come up to you and say, Oh, but you know, you know, it's okay. Don't worry. You know, um, I'm sure, like, you know, just, just give him what he wants or shall I get you a lollipop or, you know, or, you know, they're trying to distract and you, you just, you feel, they're probably trying to be helpful, but you tend to feel quite guilty that you can't handle the situation. You can't make it better yourself. Um, and I think it just gets overwhelming. And I felt a lot like that, even at the school runs as well. And actually funny enough, I was telling Monica this story the other day, but um, I had a huge problem with taking Govi into school for the best part of three years pretty much every day was a fight. And actually the other day, uh, a mum was dropping off her child. And, she, and this boy was probably about seven or eight years old. He's quite tall, quite a big lad. And she's having to carry him out of the car and take him in, into the office because where, wow. he's, where he's late, he's had to go through to the office. And the boy has literally just sat on the entrance mat, cross-legged, and he's just sitting there crying. And he won't go in, you know, and she's, She's standing there watching him, you know, and then he knows she's watching him and he's playing up on it. And I, and the thing was, is because I've had to deal with it so much, you know, my first instinct, as, as I walked past the mum, I just said to the mum, don't worry, he's going to be absolutely fine. And you've done a good job. You've got him here. That's half the battle. Because I think if somebody had said those mm-hmm. kind of encouraging words to me, I think maybe I would have, I don't know, 
might have been a little bit different. It makes you feel like you're you're not in the boat. Yeah, alone. I think sometimes even from a stranger, I think a few encouraging words could actually be quite reassuring to somebody, rather than you know being quite critical and and judgmental. Um, but yeah, do you know what? So hearing your both experiences because. <clears throat> I'm a little bit cheeky like that, obviously. Yeah, having watched you two go through what you guys went through, <laughs> I, 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 I know what's coming. Well, I know it's always different with your own kids, like you know, um, then you know, hearing other people's stories. But to be honest, yeah, I did feel all of those things to start off with. Like for example, with the whole nursery thing. Now, with Bernard, I know that he's going to be mm. absolutely fine. So when he does kick up a tantrum, I'm just like, okay, yep, you need to go in. And then I just literally have to, if I have to Velcro him off mm. of me mm. and give him to, you know, the, the key worker or whatever, and that's what I do. And he's just like, Bye-bye. and I'm just like, okie dokie, I'll see you later. That I is, will see you later. That is actually quite a nice way of putting it. Velcro him yeah. off me. I remember when Missy had to be taken off me. Yeah, she'd be mm-hmm, kicking and mm-hmm. screaming. Nine times out of ten, she used to probably kick me in the shin a good few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah I've, I've, I've had the kicks, yeah. the slaps. The slaps the worst. No, one. So the worst is when you actually get either head butted or punched in the chest. Oh, that. Oh, I'm saying yeah. that hurts. <laughs> that hurts. Oh that yeah, that's, that's, anything that's around the boob area. Oh, yeah. Actually, all <laughs> <laughs> head butted in the yeah, painful. I'm not even gonna lie. When they hit you, and and it's worse if you like, if, you know, for example, if you're with your second child, yeah, and your deci- child decides to throw a tantrum, and they hit you. When you're in that phase where, you know, you're in the middle of breastfeeding or you're going through, i uh, tell you what, when my second one was born and brain me through a tantrum once and you, oh, do, I, do I say this? This might sound really bad. But when you're in that pain where your chest gets huge mm. because obviously the milk is coming in and he wants to throw a tantrum and beat the crap out of you. The pain oh, is immense. God. Dude, we feel know. you, man. Yeah, we feel yeah. you. It was so bad. It was so yep. bad. And it yeah. was just like, you know, and you you hold it in because, you know, at that, I think it was at that time where I, I, I can't remember what, I'm sure it was something, there was something going on at that time. I can't remember exactly what, but there, we had a few people over and everything and he's for a tantrum. And I was obviously new mum with Avneet. And that, I tell you what, was the most horrific, painful experience ever. <laughs> you, you Do you find that you, when something like that happens, you also stop breathing for a second? Like, I thought it was probably going to have a heart attack. The, the pain is so immense, you stop breathing for a second. It? It's because yeah. you're so tight and so tender and... You know, I don't know what. Uh, seriously, it's like if you don't express the pain is just regularly, immense. yeah. Like seriously, you become like I'm telling you, you can build a wall. It becomes that hard, and then even even when air passes, <laughs> yeah. like wind passes, you're like, ah, don't touch me. <laughs> it's so painful. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I mean, that's that's 
the worst part, man. <laughs> Wearing a t-shirt or anything. Oh. Is it engorged? Engorged. Yeah. When they become engorged, I think they mm. call it. Oh, my days. And then your child wants to hit that. My goodness. <laughs> you just want to like... <laughs> child. It's painful for you, but to be fair, I don't know if it's painful for them because it's so hard. You think, oh, God, they themselves as well. <laughs> I doubt it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So, so on true. that note, um, yeah. yeah, I think we'll probably wrap it up here. Sorry, but boobies, uh, <laughs> random, random. But anyway, this is uh, you know <laughs> us just talking, sharing a few stories about some of the judgments and criticisms we faced along the way, and you know, if you do see a parent, a mum, or a dad, and you can see they're distressed, or you can see that you know it's slightly difficult because their child is running ragged few kind words, few inspirational words, rather than some negativity can go a long <laughs> way. You might make a change to their day, <laughs> you know. So let's... Yeah, yeah you have no yeah. idea what it would do exactly. to their day. So just, you know, let's be a bit mindful it would and actually... be a bit more considerate and let's not be so critical of what we see because there's a huge story behind that, you know, rather than those two minutes that you see in front of you. So let's let's just bear that in mind. Um and we still do. We love do our love our children, children. and yes. we promise, and we don't yes. beat them the way you yeah. think we do. <laughs> I was going to say because we have mentioned our children in the past few podcasts, we just want all our listeners to know that all our children are still living with us, are very healthy, very happy. Uh, <laughs> they are not beaten at all. You know, they are very happy uh, children, um, and, and so you know, please don't feel like you know. You know, concerned in any sh- way. Yeah, don't start all. calling social services. <laughs> but you know what? I've got to say, they're good. They're good kids. You probably they're good kids. them. And you know what? All the experiences that kids. you know we talk about are things that just we've experienced. Yeah, you know, the kids are probably just completely oblivious to all of this stuff anyway. You know, there's just things that we we see, what we notice, what we we experience. Um, and you know, again, the, the the moral of this podcast is, you know, if you do see something and you do see a parent distress. You know, either say nothing at all or just go up and say it'll be okay, you know, and, and but don't be critical um, because we know there's a whole different version of events happening behind those couple of minutes that you see. Um, and I think on that note, I think we'll wrap it up mm-hmm. and uh, hope everyone's safe, everyone's healthy, COVID free as much as possible. We've got a vaccination coming. <laughs> Put that on the end of that. Uh, and uh, hopefully we will see you guys in the next podcast you guys can say bye too bye see you later